Hello, everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio, the podcast version. It's been a while since we've done this. It's like uh, recording with a parachute. Um, uh, my internet is down, so we can't live stream or do anything at the moment. I'm waiting for a fix. Uh, thanks for subscribing to the show and supporting us as always. And, you know, uh, we have a thousand, tens of thousands of people that listen to the show each week uh, via podcast and you know, it's just a small percentage of people um, that are pa- that are on Patreon getting the bonus content, and uh, that makes it so that we can do bigger and better things and keep this thing rolling. It's it's that easy. It's uh, you know, everybody benefits from the Patreon. So uh, go ahead and check it out if you want more video content from us or zines. They're coming at a faster rate, so that's happening. Uh, we are also working on a Means TV studio, so that's very, coming very soon. And uh, we we last night uh, made an appearance at BugCon, and so it was very different circumstances than uh, recording audio again. Yeah. Well, I need to do something. I did a tease in the Street Fighters Facebook group for this show. Okay. I have to do right now because you don't want to forget your tease. Okay. Right. Uh, I said I would I would uh, talk about what I think is going on with your table. Okay. <laughs> because, uh, yes, Brett's internet is 100% completely out. Uh, we would, I mean, generally we would even try to do it if there was even a chance we could get it done. But no internet at all. We're using our phones to, to get to the questions and stuff like that. So uh, uh, I think... That they have a real Brian Quinby tech taking care of your neighborhood. And he comes to your house. Uh, not really wanting to. It's hot. Yeah. You know, it is hot. Yesterday was a scorcher. It, it was, was a real scorcher out there. Sure. And, uh, you know, you get up there, you start thinking about, okay, Brett's got a big backyard. Uh, so first you have to walk back there with your ladder. It's an eight-mile walk with a ladder, really. It's not actually. Yeah, it just feels that way. But it, it is. It's a, it's a long walk with a ladder, you know. You got to get all your tools, and then you got to go back there, and then you got to... His his line that runs from the pole to his house, that's called the drop for all you cable people out there. You'll be like, oh, damn, this guy knows his shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the drop from the cable to the house, it runs under a tree branch. That is, ju- It's just kind of like resting on the drop i'm gonna have to go cut that tomorrow that's a bad thing yes. generally it can pull at the cable up at the uh pole and like you know it just can fuck your your yeah. thing up you know you get a nice windy day or something and it's just putting tension on that fucking thing you never know what's going on uh, but, uh, they're doing a real Brian job and that they're coming out and they're not really checking anything. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, he came out and he said, uh, I, I complained about it. I think on June 4th was the day and he came out. Uh, I, I didn't really know he was here. I guess my wife maybe talked to him, but he went in the back, uh, and started packing his stuff up. and was going to leave and just let, just leaving. And I was like, went and out there and I was like, Hey, 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 what, what happened today? And he's like, uh, Oh, it was just a new tap face at the pole. Uh, so I fixed it. 
tap faces do go bad. And the internet was a lot faster. Yeah. It was way faster. He definitely did something. But by the time I went back inside and got on, I was disconnected again. So and then I'm, five minutes later, I was back on. If I'm troubleshooting here, here's what I'm thinking, right? The tap face being replaced just reset your stuff. You know, it didn't really do anything. Okay. But tap faces also go bad. So it's like, okay, you know, uh, it could be the main lines out there. The big yeah. main line that runs throughout the neighborhood. You could be having issues with that. But uh, they're not going to spend any money. Yeah. I mean, well, they could fix that, too, you know. But as a cable guy, uh, that's the maintenance department. That's not the service department. Okay. The service department works from the pole to your house. Uh-huh. Okay. Pole to modem. That's their job. Maintenance, pull back to wherever it goes. Right. Okay. Um, maintenance is never the first people out. Because they need somebody, like, the service person comes out, and they're like, okay, the problem's at the pole, you know, I checked up there, problem's up there, now I'm going to refer it to the maintenance department, and then a couple days later, maintenance comes out, and they're supposed to fix it, you know, back from where they are. Yeah. But in my experience at the cable company, maintenance guys, and this is going to come off like every other job in the world, I fully realize this, maintenance guys are babies. And they fuss and whine when you throw stuff to them. Okay. And they're like, oh, it's the, how do you know that's the, they'll call you and they like won't stop asking you 47 questions before they get there. You know that? Yeah. That's like a good work move, by the way, you know, where somebody tells you to do something and then you're like, hmm, I mean, don't you think it could be, you know what I mean? The the thing where like you don't want to do something, so you ask a thousand questions. I don't want to end up fixing something that ain't broke. (laughs) I was, I was very, I've been like that, like at every job, you know, Brian, go, uh, go, go fill the kale at the salad bar. That was something you had to do at Chuck E. Cheese all the time is, uh, you didn't eat kale in the nineties. Right. You know, when I worked there, you, you used it. As a decoration on to the salad. Put fruit bar. salad on top of or something. <laughs> well, no, you just, it was like a Chuck E. Cheese. It was like a salad bar, right? Oh. But instead of having the space in between the things be wood or something, you would just lay kale on it. Yeah. You're so like in between the, the trays yes. that had the food in it. I remember that they they used to just stick some fresh wavy lettuce between the cracks kale yeah. yeah and they'd be like brian go change it when people started eating kale a lot i was like people are eating kale that's the decoration yeah stuff yeah. you know very surprising it's not that's, that's not a, food that's i thought a it was switch up yeah i thought it was like eating mistletoe or, or like <laughs> or poinsettias or some shit like that you yeah. know what i mean yeah so like uh i was very confused when people started eating kale but i actually i'm a kale guy oh you wow. know i i i'll go to bat for kale Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, I got a little pushback for my melon, uh, for my melon opinions. Yeah, what so, about the no good fruit at the grocery store opinion? That was wild. Nobody said that. There is no good. Everybody agrees with that. There, I love all the fruits from the grocery store. I, because you were raised with all the fruits, fruits from the grocery store. That's all I can say. How did you turn into this real pharmacy person? I'm not a real. I'm just saying that's what it is. You know. When, okay. 
Okay. I, I think I can, let me fucking. I'm gonna hit you real hard. Go for it. I mean, this is gonna fucking blow you out of your seat. So fucking hold on to your seat, okay? Yeah. Why you go to the peach truck then? Why you go uh, to the Atlanta peach truck when they bring peaches into town once a year? A big truck rolls into Columbus and they sell big barrels of peaches. And and Brett and his wife go and they buy a big box of peaches. Why you do that for? Because it's a fun experience. And uh, the peaches are better. And yeah, the grocery store does fuck up a lot of their peaches. Mm-hmm. Not every single fruit, though. Mm-hmm. They mishandle some of them. Okay. I've also been able to find farmer's market peaches are the same because they don't refrigerate them. I was walking down your right by your house the other day. I walked 50,000 steps the other day, but I, I was walking down in your neighborhood. Michigan blueberries. Uh-huh. They were going to be at the auto zone on Saturday. So okay. you can go to the auto zone, pick up a bushel. Of Michigan blueberries. Okay. Why do you think people went and picked up a bushel of Michigan blueberries instead of going to the Kroger and buying a little thing of blueberries? Why do you think that uh, I don't think they're going to be that much better than the ones that I get that I like? I mean, because you, you just wouldn't go spend that money. That's more money. Come on, dude. I, I love to waste money <laughs> on expensive food. You just, I told, I gave you a four, $40 box of peaches is a fun experience. Okay. <laughs> You're just fucking sandbagging me here. You know I'm right. The I grocery store fruit isn't as good as the. I eat it all the time. Fruit. I do too. That's not. I'm not saying. Oh, not as. It's not. I'm not saying that the fruit isn't good. I'm saying it's not as good as when somebody. You know, oh, I you agree get with it that. From the farmer, the farmers market, the the uh, uh, you go to the place that it's indigenous to, and you get that. Like that is good, right? The the stuff that they have at the grocery store, less flavor. Tastes good to Supermarket. me. Supermarket. Tastes good as less flavor. Me. I love no, it. I've heard this from people who know food. That's you're, you're turning into real. You're turning into a real like uh, person that studied food. studied abroad, and then you're like, oh gosh, the grapes in America are disgusting. California is disgusting grapes. No, the grapes are good if you get them from the grape experts. I, those ones those that have the purple say. monkey, the grape ape, the purple ones, those are great. I eat them all the time. I'm saying they taste good. I'm just telling you, I'm a worldly man <sighs> who is a. I'm a foodie, as they call gourmand, me. big gourmand. So anyway. Uh, the guy gets out here. I just think he doesn't want to do anything because I think that the solution to your cable problem is a very easy fix. Is something that I would have done by now. Well, now I usually had to go to somebody's house two, three times before I really went nuclear on it. But, uh, probably in the, if I was your cable guy that's coming, which by the way, Brett did a massive very big customer thing that happens with when you work at the cable company they'll say don't send the same guy yeah but the problem with that is and i don't know if wide open west does things but they don't care about that sure and they will just send the same guy there was so many times where i had work orders that said don't send the same guy and i was that guy (laughs) right (laughs) the whole day you're just thinking about when you knock on the door and they see you and you're yeah, I sh- I mean I shouldn't have done it. Uh, definitely, yes. I should. It's a bad move. Bad. Yeah, it doesn't but I don't get him like- in trouble. You just don't want the same fucking. This one guy came out here twice and couldn't figure it out. I think you're within your rights to be like maybe send somebody different okay. with a fresh set of eyes. Yeah, he's not going to get in trouble for it. I mean, basically, he him somebody having to come back 
is going to be the thing that hits him. He's going to get hit with metrics. He's not going to get hit with don't send the same guy. Right. You know what I mean? So it's not your fault. It's going to be because it's going to, this is the third time they had to come or the second time they had to return to his job is what's yeah. going to be the problem. The metrics are what's going to hit. But him. I have to it's have not a, be your fault. Yeah, I can't prevent that. I know. There's nothing you can do about it. So you're fine. But uh, what I would do to round this out real quickly uh, is I would run a new drop to the house from the pole. And uh, I'm estimating the time it would take to do that at a half an hour tops. And then maybe not a half hour. But he also changed your ground block and stuff out there Saturday. Yeah. That's what he did. Right. So that part he doesn't have to do. Right. So he would really just run a new drop, plug it into that ground block. And then what I would do. I would just take a goddamn piece of cable and I would run directly from there into your office and just hook up that modem. It's one outlet. Nothing can go wrong at that point. There's no space for them to say that you didn't do anything. And like, that's just, I mean, I know that's not the most street fight answer where it's just like, ah, just go in there and fucking handle it and get out of there. But there comes a point at your job, and I think everybody listening would agree to this, where it's like the path of least resistance is to just do the goddamn job. Right. <laughs> right. You spend this you do the job twenty five percent of the time. This this is it, you know? Yeah. Because like were you like were were you like sort of there are different types of kind of bad workers, right? And and like there are people who who like me, I think my philosophy was to do it, but only give like 50% of me over to, it. you know, yeah. do shoddy work yeah. basically. I mean, I, I usually set them up for a baseline and then just something I could get done every day. And just, I would stick to doing what they wanted, but that would only take usually two thirds of the day. Right. It's shoddy work. You just, you're like, I'd rather just do shoddy work than do or slow work for slow. five hours. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, uh, that is the cable update. His cable will be fixed. I know this guy's going to get it this time. I, I know they're going to send the same guy. <laughs> Brett's going to get a sat. Brett's going to get a defeated look on his face when the guy shows up. <laughs> but then the next time you call, maybe they'll send a lead. Yeah. Like you, I, here's the thing. You might have to go all the I way. speak to your manager. You might have to do that. And I hate to say it to you, and, and I know it sucks, but like, you know, uh, there is a, a big difference between the fourth time you've had to call to get something done saying, can I get somebody here it, that knows what they're doing? And just immediately going right to me, I speak to your manager. It's like when I did tech support over the phone, I remember... You know, there were a lot of people who on their first call were like, I, I want to speak to a manager right now. And it's like, buddy, there's like a whole, you, you got a maze. You like, you haven't put in the work yet. You haven't yeah. put in the time yet to get right. to talk to the manager. Yeah. And, and the thing about, I mean, I've, I've already, this started because I had to make a first call where they tried to fix it over the phone first. And once they, it looked okay on their end, they were like, well, I can't send somebody out because it looks okay on my end. You have, this window of time to call back. Here's a priority number, you know? So within seven days, I called him and was like, guess what? It's broken again, you know? They can't fix it from there. The, and, every the time, and every time I call, they make me unplug it from the wall. They make me undo the, the actual coax cable. They make me unplug it. They make me count to 10 
with them on the phone and replug it in and go and check and see if it's working it's every single time so I call. Funny. It's so funny. It's like I did that. I'm not mean. I'm not. I'm. I seriously am just expressing myself and saying like, I. I. I, I just want somebody out here that can do this. I don't think this guy is is the one that solved the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. I was a guy back in the past that that like I did sort of a bad job on a lot of my cable stuff, and um, I would have to go back over and over again obviously and uh you know generally by the third or fourth time it was like i'm just gonna rerun everything i'm gonna do it it gets done it's all out of the way i don't have to deal with it so hopefully when brett's when 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 this guy comes out tomorrow which will be monday when you're probably listening to this show or after we will have internet and we will be streaming again wednesday night for the basement show so that's happening. Uh, something I want to talk about a little bit, uh, while Brett had to, had to handle something real quick is, uh, we just recorded the first episode in our, our heavy metal mini series, which we're calling, uh, 100 million tons of steel. And, uh, so get excited. A hundred million tons of steel colon a podcast about heavy metal launching this week. So From there's Street that. Fight radio. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we got questions and, uh, you know, we like to answer questions. Uh, you know, I didn't know this, by the way. People like it when this happens. Really? When you can't take calls and we just do Q&A goof off shows. All right. Like they, the few people in the thing were like, oh, shit, I love these. Oh, you perfect. Know? Uh, the first one's from Garrett and, uh, it's a good question. What do you guys think of anarcho primitivism? Oh, man. Um, here's what I think. I don't like it. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I like uh I like air conditioning. That's the thing. Now, if there was a way to go primitive but still have air conditioning, cuz this has been a big thought in my mind lately, Brett. Um camping. Yeah, hate it. Yeah, you're not the camping not guy. Like you it. we have probably 9 years of documentation every summer. You saying you will not go camping. I want to go camping now. Oh, wow. Things, I'm a guy. Things are changing. That has decided he wants to go camping. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm looking into it. It looks like for about $1,500. Okay. I really have a, a good camper? camping setup. Camper? Like a whole camper or what? No. No. Tent. A $1,500 tent? No, it's not a $1,500 tent. There's a $500 air conditioner that you can what? put in a tent. What? And then I would get a nice tent, a tent air conditioner, and then something to sleep on that's not the ground, you know? Yeah, like an inflatable mattress thing. Something better than that. Cot. I, I do not like inflatable mattresses. How about cot? Do they make queen size cots? Yeah, they make for me big, and my wife. They does. make big big cots. Because I like to sleep with my wife in the same bed. It's like a little thing we do. As um, a married couple. I'm looking at uh inflatable mattress to put in the back of the van so that we can just sleep there. Where's your in where's this air conditioner plug in? Uh well, see, I haven't like given that as much thought as maybe I should, but there's usually electricity on campsites. Oh, good point. If you go, you go to, to a campsite, yeah, you go, usually oh, get a little bit of elect. Little juice. Know? Yeah. And uh, so I'm thinking, I saw oh my God. recently a tent with a window air conditioner that you can just hook up to the window of the tent. Really? And it's like, man, you know. It's cold. It's outside. Isn't it cold? 
No. It's not it's cold not, enough? It's never cold when you go camping. I would have to go camping in, like, November in order to be comfortable. Okay. You know? Okay. So, here's the thing. I'm thinking tent, tent air conditioner, uh-huh. uh, really comfortable cot. I mean, I'm really going to shoot high dollar on this cot. I think the thing I'm going to go low dollar on is the tent. Okay. Like that's going to be where I save just a little like a bit of money. Just like a bungee cord with a tarp hanging over it? No, just save some money. I've been looking at tents, and I'm looking at like some $300 tents that sleep eight. Yeah. That's yeah. like shit. All tents right. are moving, yeah. Tents okay. Are, tents are hot. So People want to get away. I think I want to go camping. With the... Ref- with. I think I could do it for five days if I did that. Okay. If I did air conditioning. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in the campgrounds too, but I mean, Way there's a there. lot of people though that are going to be going there. So that is an issue. yeah, you're going to, they're, they're pretty popular. I don't know what kind of distancing they're doing. Well, see, that's why I would pick a really unpopular one. Got it. That people don't like The worst campsite yeah. in America. I mean, my, my wife tells me stories when she was a kid. There is this fucking crummy ass place in, in Columbus called, or right near Columbus called Jackson Lake mm. that like, you know, a lot of the hillbillies went and, yeah. and my wife's family, her parents would take two weeks off work. And make them camp for two weeks at Jackson Lake during the summer. And she talks about how much she fucking hated it. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, and, and uh, the other side of this, fucking Jackson Lake's like 15 minutes away from town. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's nowhere. Like, not that far. You could get right back home real quick. Yeah. I was thinking like, well, but- my parents have a camper, so I could probably borrow their camper. But they haven't parked at a fucking place that is like maybe 20 minutes away from Polaris, which is not like a, it's, it's a, there's a mall there yeah. and everything. And I'm like, well, shit, if I'm just 20 minutes away from Polaris, I can drive home and go sleep in my own fucking bed. You know, good point. Hey, hang out outside and I drive home and sleep in my bed. <laughs> it doesn't, I want, that's a fun idea. I'm a weird dude when it comes to this camping thing. Cause it's kind of like, I don't want to go to do it and then not be doing it. You know, yeah. I don't want to, I, I don't want a safety net. Yeah. When it comes to camping, you know, or a cabin or something like that. When you're like, I'm going to fuck, I'm going primitive. You know, I'm fucking going to do it. I'm going to get a tent. I'm going to get a tent air conditioner. I'm going to get a nice cot. I'm going to buy some nice food. I'm going to build a fire. I'm going to hang out outside with my wife, maybe take some hikes and stuff, you know, really just fucking soak up nature is what I'm going to do. I want to be far enough away home where I'm like, not just at like 3.30 in the morning being like, like, ah, "Mm, too hot. Sucks. Yeah. It's time to go. It's time to go home. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. I understand. I remember as a kid uh, getting sucked into a lot of wild uh, camping situations where some some someone would ask me like hey let's go to whatever lake something lake and it would be a bunch of hillbillies hanging out and uh, all their rowdy kids just in a big pile you know playing just yeah unsupervised 
kids jumping in water, you know, playing in water, jumping off trees and shit, swinging on vines. That sounds playing great. With, playing with firecrackers. It was like an American summer thing. But a lot of times the parents we would go with would be like really shitty. Oh, so horrible. you would show up on Friday and be like, all these kids are over there. They're doing this thing. And like, no, we're going to stay here until hot dogs or we're going to stay here until this. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, fuck. It's one of those. And then you're stuck with this like horrible, dysfunctional family looking at everybody else have fun. My parents were like that. So, like, they, my parents would love to go camping, right? And they would load us all up in the car. We would drive out to the campground. And then the minute we got there, my mom would, my stepmom would start yelling and not stop until it was time to go to bed. Like, not helping at all? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, directing the help? Where to put the tent? I'm yelling at you for that. I'm yeah. yelling at you for lollygagging. I'm yelling at you for sitting down. Uh, not enjoying yourself not enjoying yourself yeah just all the yelling you know and then yeah we'd be like we're gonna go up to the game room can we have some quarters and they'd be like this ain't for games right you know we're not out here playing games yes i did see i did have those vacations too where they're like they were perfect like there was they had this conversion van with a super nintendo in the back they limited how much we could play but still it was fucking awesome there was also arcades and like the snack stand and paddle boats that we could go on our own that's a koa but it was all yeah that's what it was and it would but it was always a dice roll and so me and my wife went a couple times one i had a good time with her family when we first met we went to some i mean it was probably alum creek it was like it wasn't that far and you just hang out all night and uh, have fun in the woods it That's was, what I've been saying. It's yeah. a good time. KOA. I the reason I knew it was a KOA when you said you had like a great experience at a campground is because like there's been at least three times this summer where you're like, tell you the truth, it only costs thirty dollars to stay at a KOA. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd love to go do it, and it's like this motherfucker loves KOA. <laughs> I have yeah. noticed. That. I just keep. It's like we drive so much, <clears throat> and I see that I'm like when we were by nashville and we're like 35 minutes away from nashville and there's this huge mammoth cave there and i'm like we could drive to nashville for stay there at a koa for 40 dollars go eat some fancy pants dinner you, you know what that though why not because i'm into i mean i'm mixed mode smell like shit though i mean you know? first night That's a shit they also pants. have they also have showers and sh- you can do showers right i like smelling like shit though that's like part of the camping is right. like i want to smell like shit and probably get jock itch and fucking athlete's foot and i agree but the first night i want uh biscuits or yeah something. have bugs in my hair and shit making fucking banana boats out of the fire you ever make those <laughs> no what are those no ba- banana boats now now i gotta look it up because i'm gonna get it wrong but you like peel a banana and you sort of leave it in the peel and then you uh, stuff it with chocolate chips and stuff and then that's you awesome. wrap it and foil like a- and then put it in a fire you pull it out and you eat the banana you know yeah, but bananas are horrible food. Like you get those from the grocery store, they're disgusting. I know that's not what I'm saying. Bananas are fine. I didn't say the f- n- our banana has no origin anymore. That's true, <laughs> though. If I bet you, if you went where the bananas, I want you know like, what I, come from. Yes, uh, you would love it. Well, you know what? There's I know, it's a little trivia fact, but uh, about that, like the banana flavoring is based on a different banana than like the bananas we eat. 
And I really want to find, I want to track down that original banana flavor. So I think you've inspired me now. Okay. I'm yeah. going to get the whatever, Montclair banana or whatever it's called. Start Googling Montclair banana. <laughs> I, don't, I can't remember what the, we don't have any internet. I'm getting stupider by the minute because I can't look up things. Yeah. So you, I have you leave the banana in the peel. Okay. Yeah. And then you slice it mm. down the peel. And then you just stuff it with sweet. Shit, yeah. And then you wrap it in aluminum foil and just stick it in the fire. And then pull it off you and you got yourself like a nice banana. Yeah. You put peanut butter. Yeah, that's what we did, man. Uh, let's go camping. I want to have one of those. Well, the, we can get fire. We're going to get a fireplace for our back. They, fucking, they, I don't they go- got one here with coconut, which I love coconut. I, you're a coconut guy. I'm I thought love you'd, it. I thought you'd be anti-coconut. No, I love it. That trash they have at the grocery store, or the real stuff like the, <laughs> those the stuff on snacks and shit. Yeah, the candy, sweet ones. coconut. I'm not like saying I'll eat fucking just I'll buy a coconut and whip it open and just start eating coconut. But I do I enjoy. I think coconut's one of the great textures of food out there. Bold. One of the. It's not bold. It's fucking true. It's I, it's like eating mulch. It's like eating like less hard mulch. I love yeah, it. It's so crunchy. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Um, mulch sounds good. So you want to answer that question about anarcho? Uh, how do you feel about anarcho primitive? I am also. I don't. I don't. I think that we could and should reduce drastically what we're doing. But I think that technology is going is beneficial and can be used for good and. Uh, I, I don't know if anarcho primitism just seems like you're forced to do it more like than we can make that decision, get everybody to make that decision. Cause I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. It's not, we can't put that cable, that cable. I just saw the word cable. Cause I'm looking at questions. Yeah. You can't put that genie back in the bottle. Yeah. You know, we've, but the I, toothpaste is out of the tube with technology, but we said, forever, like, I said enough that TVs are done. We have enough TVs. And once we run out, then we can make another one, you yeah. know? So uh, Haley asks us in the in Street Fighters, y'all have been all over the states, right? What's right? What's some of the best food you've had while on tour in different parts of the country? Um, wow. Okay. So the first thing I'm gonna say, I gotta look the names. I don't know if I know the names. The first thing I'm gonna say that was mind blowing and great to me, but is not gonna be special to a certain segment of the audience, is uh, In and Out. Okay. It's like I, you know, I basically had decided I was never going to get to try it. Okay. You know, because I never thought I was going to get. I never just saw myself getting to California. It seems so far away. And you're listening to all these podcasts with California people that talk about it all the time. It's a regular part of their life. You see how passionate people are for it. You know. And then I tried it, and I got to tell y'all, listeners, and and I just told Brett this last night. It, like my my trying in and out was like a real watershed moment for me, where I I stopped asking for things without special sauce. Because I was a guy that just I always said, you know what, just. Leave Hold on. Special sauce. Hold that okie dokie. <laughs> I don't need your fucking special sauce. It's never good. Oh, I love special sauce. And now I'm like, man, special sauces really kick up a sandwich or a burger or not. That's you know? true. Fucking Shake Shack. I was ordering that Smoke Shack without. that. That is a big tour food, too, though. Uh, we have one in Columbus now, but. Me and Brett have eaten at Shake Shacks in every city. Yeah, Baltimore, Las Vegas, Boston, uh, Boston, uh, uh, Phoenix, DC, uh, DC. <laughs> every, 
I mean, most places. If we're in New York, yeah, we you, love that. But I love it. I think, I think it's, it's great. One of the best burgers you can get out there. And that shroom burger they got—it's cheesy, and I actually I probably can't eat it anymore. So my relationship with Shake Shack will change. Oh, that cheese on those French fries too. The cheddar sauce is bomb. That's it's the perfect. best in the game. There's nobody that does it better. Yeah. Um, but but we have had local stuff. I would say my favorite ever was definitely the green chilies in Albuquerque, New Mexico. That was food that I will always dream about forever. I want to go back. <laughs> we didn't uh, even eat it like a an upscale or fancy place. We like went to a place that was like a dining hall. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't fancy at all. It was it was like a place that I probably would have skipped over if somebody hadn't oh yeah recommended it to me and it's, it was incredible. Yeah, this ancient place called the La Frontera restaurant I think right across from some college campus. Yeah. Um you get a huge plate of, basically you get a huge regular Mexican dinner and then they just throw green chili on top of the whole thing. Yeah. Like I got huevos rancheros but then it was just green. Yeah. The whole thing was green. And uh I mean that it was hot when they got there was no bullshit there was no mildness like they didn't take anybody's like feeling no. they made the best stuff that they made and it was like perfect they, they didn't ask you like how many chilies do you want yeah you know what i mean like what what when it comes like which is like that's i kind of like that about indian food to tell you oh the yeah truth. I, 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 I almost wish like all the other cuisines would take the cue from indian food the asian places and be do like sometimes yeah but mexican places don't do it no and no like more american style places don't do it. i mean i guess hot chicken does it in a yeah. way but it shouldn't like, though why? They should just have the one hot chicken. No, people can't handle the I one know. hot chicken. I've had the hot, 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 the top hot chicken. That that's was great. That's my other choice. Roscoe's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Roscoe's in Asheville, North Carolina had a vegan hot chicken covered in just caps, covered in chili powder, red, uh, served on white bread with a pickle and uh, two sides. We had a full platter and uh we were just slamming it stuffing it in our mouth water pouring from our eyes just kept saying this is the best thing i've ever eaten this is the best thing i've ever eaten and we're just mouths are full drinking going through pop uh we got in the car and it was still like we had like i feel like you had to check yourself before you drive it yeah was the itis i was like in the car and i was like dude I feel like this is a really long drive for the way that I feel right now. Yes. And then also it was um religious. So we both went back to the hotel and laid down and like took basically a nap to get ourselves back together and then what happened after that was we went to an ice cream shop and I got a vanilla milkshake that was just a great vanilla milkshake. So really? Asheville's got like some. Yeah, Asheville knows what's up. What uh, is? Do you remember? Uh, uh, I know this isn't what was asked. Do you remember when me and you and Nick went to that Mexican restaurant in Washington D.C. that was like the worst food I've ever had in my life? You know, there's a few times that I've made the mistake of Nick is a lot younger. And he doesn't know. He doesn't. He hasn't had enough bad dining experiences, or he's kind of happy-go-lucky. He likes Chipotle. That's all yeah. he eats. Like it's his favorite shit in the world is Chipotle, which is something I've sworn off. Right. Two years now. And uh, so there was a time like I pit, let him pick, pick al alcohol, and he got pre-made cocktails, and they, they were disgusting. We ended up throwing them away at the end of the remember Hellfire when, tour. Remember when we went on tour and we were like, "Let's get some cigs and like smoke some cigs," and Nick was like, "Oh no, I brought some," and it was Virginia Slims. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 
<laughs> he was trying to quit. He quit. Yeah. He, he was, was trying to help us, though. He yeah. was like, I'll have some Virginia Slims. Yeah. <laughs> Why did... Oh, so we were filming in D.C. Juggalo March? This is the Juggalo March. Yeah, we, we were, did a live show in Baltimore. We stayed across the bridge in, like, Alexandria, Virginia. So we had to, to travel a very long way to get home. Uh, and... We were just fucking hungry and we were walking and then Nick was like, there's a place, there's a Mexican place right here around the corner. Let's just go here. Cause me and you were like scanning Yelp. We're typing in like hipster. We're typing in fast casual we or tried fusion. We below honey. Yes. Cafe, but it was like we looked at the prices on the thing and we were like, yeah, no. Tupelo Honey started in Asheville, North Carolina, moved to D.C. and then became this very ritzy, like over the top, very expensive place. We were like, nah, we're not really. We had been at Juggalo March all day. We were covering Fago and shit, I felt like. It was money, too. We weren't making the type of money that we make. I think if we had gone there now, we would have eaten. You're right. You're exactly right. That's what it was. And I was like, let's go to Burt's Chili Bowl, but I'm with two vegetarians. So no Burt's chili bowl. And we go to this Mexican restaurant and uh, the food was abysmal and I couldn't even eat it. Like the inside was just that frozen fried rice, the white rice uh, with peas and those little cubed carrots and uh, a little bit of onions. And uh, with, with refried beans, just like from a can, and but can I say this? No, then? nothing. It was no flavor the, and the decor and the logo and everything immaculate like the yes. same shit you see at any restaurant that you've gone to that's great the same thing happened the other time we were in dc with we we're with chapo and there was a place called boss burger and this is like right after the women's march yeah so every place was packed except for boss burger <laughs> yeah it was j20 it was like a, it was the inauguration thing and it was the end of the night and there was tons of people from out of town yeah, so we were like, let's one of this Boss Burger places here. And the thing that happens, I think, in, in big cities is number one, they uh have a lower standard for what going out to eat is because I think they do it every day, right? Sure. Like so people that live in, in New York and stuff like that or DC that are single and don't have you know, they don't have kids, don't they don't have, have a kitchen stuff, they don't have a kitchen, they go out to eat every day. So there's a they have like a lower bar than somebody like me who is like, Well, I cook five days a week. Yeah. And uh when I order food or go out, I want it to be really fucking great. Right. So people will just give a place that sucks like three stars, three and a half stars. And when you get to that like, so then you look at it, and then that's when me and Brett said no more three and a half stars. Yeah. We were willing to do three and a half stars there yeah. for a while, but we moved to four stars. We're four star guys now. Yeah. And also, just like as a person who, who does travel a decent amount and does, me and Brett do look for local stuff to eat at, um, I've decided that the next time we're out, Google. I'm only using Google. I'm really? done. I'm done with Yelp. Interesting. Done. It's over. What do y'all do? Just not good. It's fucking. It's very failed me too many times. The people on it are trying to get their brand over. Yeah. It's not like Google where it's just like people are just like, I thought it sucked shit. There was a band aid in my milkshake or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, like people on Google are like really doing it because they just want everybody to know. What they just had. Right. People on Yelp are like, oh, this is my brand. You yes. know, oh, as I told my hubby, uh, Mr. J, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I just feel like you don't get any sort of accurate representation. It's like Rotten Tomatoes. It's like the problem with Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Okay. Like the problem with Rotten Tomatoes isn't that it's bad to have a thing aggregate all of the ratings for movies, right? Like all the critical ratings and give you sort of a number. The problem with Rotten Tomatoes is if you don't read the reviews, then some of the bad reviews are fucking actually decent. Yeah. And some of the good reviews are actually kind of bad, you know, when they aggregate it, they just kind of, kind of, they just choose, you know? And like, that's why you don't get an idea for a movie. That is also why when I'm looking for a movie, and I want to check the rating. Google. I use Google now. Wow. I look for 75% of people like this movie and I'm like, I'm going to watch it. You know? Yeah. The barrier for entry is very easy. You don't need to be signed mm-hmm. into the Google app. You can do it right from any browser. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, if you Google something and you go back, it'll say, what did you think of this thing? And you I, can just push the button and write what you want. I truly feel like that's the way to find the good restaurants now. Well, I think also, it's all over with more- Yelp. Yelp has no, uh, has a very bad representation of like, uh, Mexican restaurants. Yep. Any of Canada. the. Canada. Yeah. That's just like one right there for you where it's like fucking in Columbus. There's like 47 places that are better than Condado, but Condado's the highest rated taco place because graphic design. Yeah. It is really like, there's a thing. And, and this is something I, I do like to talk to is like, there, the eat local movement uh was not inherently bad when it was really kicking up dust. And I, I do like eating at local places. Yeah. Everywhere I go, I try to find a place that's good. And most of the time I'm pretty satisfied with what I get. It's it's good, it's it's a good experience. But like really what happened with like Instagram and some of these like rating things is that people just started to understand what a good place looks like. And then they started to make bad places look like good places. And it becomes like very deceptive because you will walk into a place and be like, shit, you know, this is like a good little aesthetic they yeah, got going this is on. Like, what is here? exposed? Is this concrete, <laughs> polished concrete floors and yeah, they hired somebody ceilings? They hired somebody that's like super talented to do their, their like logo and all that stuff. And they're selling t shirts that well, look cool. And then you eat the food and you're like, this fucking sucks. Well, I mean, it's one, yeah, it's one of those things. It's like capitalism won't solve the problem because, um, you know, these, doofy white people that go to college and can network um with their friends to make it all look like how it's supposed to look they, they're mm-hmm. together doing like a college product and it's only because i want to own a restaurant you know i'm really yep. you they just convince themselves i'm passionate about food i love making my own little my own little tacos at home i'd love to be able to offer this and and then they get five hundred thousand dollars and that's enough can i say another crummy dinner what Wahlburgers. Oh, that was the worst. <laughs> it was like $70 for both of us to eat, too. Just an altogether horrible experience. It was one of those ones. There's so many times on the road where you bite into something and immediately you're like, all right, choke down mode. Like, yeah. let me get my water. I'm going to take a, the biggest bite I can and mix it up with water. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I guess like the, like best, the best way to say it is that like, the places that you would expect to have good food, places like Los Angeles, uh, uh, Texas has a lot of really good food. 
And uh, uh, Albuquerque, just head and shoulders, like one of the greatest places. Asheville has very good food. I thought I think Seattle has been mostly good, but I don't can't think of anything that sticks out. I guess not. We got pizza last time we oh, were yeah, there. That was we were there. We don't ever stay there. Yeah, yeah, we're never there. We're there for. We get there at midnight. We do a show the next day, and then we drive to Portland. Yeah, I would, and like the vegan stuff in uh, San Francisco and LA just is embarrassing. Like when you come back here, really? To, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, sorry. It embarrasses Columbus. Oh yeah, yeah. Like sure. I had a sh- I had a shrimp po' boy after the uh, L.A. show in October, and it was all vegan. It was like incredible. It hit all of my favorite stuff. Uh, it was delicious, and I mean, here is just so far behind. There's yeah. some people that are catching up, and there's uh, I've seen the few innovations, but really in Columbus, all that mattered, like there were so many people hungry for it that you just had to open the restaurant and people would do it. You know, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is somebody that doesn't deserve to have a restaurant. They suck shit at it, but they can make it look like a good place. And if the vegan food is shitty, it's still vegan and uh, it looks cute, you know, and they have a yeah. good Instagram. Uh, Minneapolis has a vegan place that I, we're going to go to next time we're there. Also okay. Denver, Denver, watercourse foods, watercourse foods is the, one of the best, one of the best I've meals had, you can get in the country. It's vegan. It was yeah. all vegan and I ate it and I loved it. And this was at a time where I was really closed minded to stuff like tofu and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah if you're I, there, it's a little expensive, but like the food is incredible. It's a good night. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a nice night out, but country fried steak that good and plant-based and cost a little extra <laughs> right uh do you the, uh, daniel wants our board game update uh i haven't Ooh. played in a while just you know it's all the same stuff lost cities basically i haven't played in it been able to play any board games lately i think now that this is in control and summer is more of an outdoor thing and i, I do want to play more board games uh yeah, I think we'll get to that into the winter. fall. Yeah, I want to. I want to make sure we do it more regularly because I got Splendor for Father's Day and I haven't got to play that yet. Uh, but me and my wife have been playing Potion Explosion, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. It's with marbles. It's really tactile and cool. Uh, a little bit of analysis paralysis, but it's a fun game. Brett uh, got furious at a trivia game. Oh. That's the last board game we played together. Was and Brett hated uh, it and he was mad. I was an asshole. <laughs> We played Bezer Wizard. Yeah. And uh, I realized how much I despise trivia. I felt like I was in a test because I feel so bad when I get stuff wrong. And I don't want to try if I don't have an idea of the answer. So it just makes me lock up. I'm just like, I don't care or know. And I hate this is all I can think when someone asks me, you know, what the last, uh, what city the last Saturn plant was in. You know, well, I didn't know that. I mean, I'm just good at you trivia, know, so it's just you know like, more shit. And and me and Katie both. Katie had one and then talked us out of it, and then I had one and talked everybody out of it. That's low self esteem. That's yeah. like that's somebody really thinking you're buying into I'm stupid. You know, when you do that. Well, I yeah, I just don't know the actual answer. It's frustrating because I would like to to be able to say the answer, but it's like. Just being able to pick, I don't know. It just it doesn't seem fun. It's just not fun to me. I understand. I mean, I just like I know that, it that information divorced of like real understanding of it is something I don't care about yeah. anymore. And Shit Google, just sticks in my head. Yeah, it just that's all it is. I just right. remember everything. It's yeah. not. I'm not like studying this stuff. No, I didn't think you're studying. Yeah. I'm just like. I think I was, I protest the idea itself. Like, I probably know a bunch of weird trivia, but I was just, did not want to be asked a pointless question. Yeah. 
So uh, Charles wants to know about the protests I went through yesterday. Uh, I can't really give a good breakdown of what happened because I was terrified to get close to it. It looked like a bad scene. There were a lot of people there. None of them were wearing masks. They were all screaming. So I was like a block away, kind of with a mask on, like trying to look at what was going on. But like... Uh, just it was people chanting back and forth at each other is really yeah. what it was. I, I would have liked, you know, the shitty thing about COVID is this is something that I would have definitely waded into the whole thing if it was just not this thing. You know, these right. guys are like doing something pretty dangerous. So uh, that that's why I didn't see it. Uh, I saw I was watching the live stream from the news, which I thought was good enough coverage because uh, it was like you said. Mostly a screaming match. There was just a line of people, and everybody had their masks pulled down so they could scream at each other. So it was just doing Black Lives Matter, Proud Boys Matter, White Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. Uh, Just it was just like back and forth this thing, and like uh, uh, there were probably more chuds there by a little bit, but that was because this was their organized rally, and. the numbers were not overwhelming. It, they did not strike fear into my heart. The sure. amount of people that they could get to turn up, right. basically. Okay. It's just like... A couple the, hundred? Yeah. And the marches we went to were head and shoulders huger. Oh, yeah. And plus, they're, you know, rule followers and shit, too. So, right. it's just like one of those things where, like, I think seeing it made me feel like, oh, God, you know, I hope... uh uh I, I didn't want to go there and say, like, the, the bad guys go, will run over us. But, you know, I think the, the only thing I can say is that, like, I had a real moment yesterday looking at the two sides of this thing, standing kind of far away. I couldn't see everything at how many guns were on the other side. And that, like, gave me pause a little bit. and was yeah. sort of like, man, I just, maybe it is, like... I hate this idea. I mean, you brought this up yesterday better than me, but I hate this idea that we're all just going out to buy guns to kill each other. Like, yeah, that feels scary. I don't want to be in that kind of arms race. And then I'm looking at this world that we're in and I'm looking at border patrol rounding people up and throwing them in the backs of vans. And like now, you know, my inclination is to just be like, well, I think I want to go get an AR-15 because you don't know if you're going to have to use it and shit. And it's just like, I just, we live in, I mean, it's funny two years ago, in conversations with people, uh, I would say, I think that our lifetime, we're going to live in pretty like wild time. Transformational like, period. Civil unrest. It's going to not be, it's going to not be like normal. We were telling people, no, we were literally trying to warn people that like this, is, you, you feel like it's always going to be like this, but that's, there's no guarantee. There's no stamp. Nobody's in charge of that. Yeah. You know? The 401k is great, but they might not matter. You know what I mean? Like, cause I, I that's what I've been thinking. I'm like, well, I guess I was smart for not saving anything because <laughs> it's going to be worthless. But, uh, yeah, I, I just think that like now that we're there, uh, we are there, right? My, like just because you can go home and sit in your house and be away from it does not mean that it's not happening. And you have to understand that like everywhere in the world where stuff like this happens, 
people are able to go home and go to their house and sleep at their house, you know, and yeah. then go back out and get back at it. It we're there. Right. You know, it's happening. You're right. And it it's it's uh Yeah, the 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 it's the same they're doing the same things that you see on TV in war zones is happening right now in Portland, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and I uh my my yeah, I got my heart broken yesterday uh cuz my wife uh who I always said I wanted a gun you know, and I was always, I don't know, I wasn't joking. I wanted one, but she always like, you know, try to make me explain why. And, you know, I, I just never, I, I was like, you know, she didn't want it and she was worried about kids around, which is perfectly wonderful. But, uh, yesterday she said she wanted to get a gun and it hurt me so bad because yeah. she was one person that believed like she was, Maybe it wasn't wise, but she believed in like this faith of like this. No one, we, we're not going to need a, a weapon. It's going to go back. And to, she's going to be normal. And now she sees she's like stuff could happen where we need a weapon. You know, uh, that's also, where she's that's where she's come to. And and yeah, it's, and about using it. I mean, when you, when you think about it, it's like I have this to use it. I don't have it just to make me feel good. I have it to use it, and I feel yeah. I'm not and, buying it as a toy, right? I'm not buying or, a gun or it's like a hobby, nice it's hobby or toy to me. I'm buying it. To, to defend shoot. myself. Yeah. And, and, and it just, it is, like I said, I feel, I think what hurt me so bad is that we have communication is completely broken down. And I remember talking to someone in my family that I got in a Facebook fight with probably six years ago before Trump was elected. And I told him, I said, we're more divided than ever. And this is just getting worse. And they said, I don't think that at all. That's, you know, America's still this and that. And I said, it's just, it's every day people are entrenching themselves. And now we've gotten to the point where everybody's just as like, fuck it, I'm going to go get a gun then. And, uh, we, we really have given up on any sort of idea of peace or understanding <laughs> with, with those people. You know, I talk about this or I've said it. I've, I've seen a lot of comedians say it and a lot of people, but on 9 11, when that plane hit the Pentagon, and uh, missiles didn't come out of the ground and shoot that plane out of the air before it could get to the Pentagon. There was this sort of feeling in me that was like, oh, like, they, those missiles don't exist. They had no idea. Like, they weren't prepared for this. They got caught off guard. And that, they weren't no, there. The, the, the things yeah. that we thought were there. There's no super secret yeah, yeah. Miss missiles underneath that to protect the building. And, and like, that was a really weird moment for me and i i remember thinking about it and then just kind of moving on and filing that away in the back of my brain and not really thinking about it i mean honestly i don't want the government to have missiles so yeah i'm fine with them not having the missiles but it was just a weird like i feel sort of at the time i think it struck me as like man they you know they came and defend themselves you right. know that like they they can't even you know, stop this shit from happening to themselves. And uh, COVID has had the same effect on me, obviously. Like, that, they, they don't know what they're doing. They don't have any control over thing, and they can't do anything. There's no systems in place. They're not allowed. They're not allowed to do the type of quick things um, that would would save a, a lot of lives. They, they aren't allowed 
to move. They aren't allowed to do anything in the healthcare field because that someone has to make money off of all those transactions. Mm -hmm. Someone has to pay for that. They aren't able to just hand us money because they don't budget for that. They budget for handing money to the rich people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they, they, they are unwilling and unable to do anything at all for us. Nothing. And, and, and like, I think this is also laid bare how much we hate each other. And I think that is like an underreported thing where it's like, uh, yeah, we like don't even like each other. We right. shouldn't be an organization. No. I guess is what it would be. Yeah. Like we hate each other. And like people in the city hate people in the suburbs. People in the suburbs hate people in the city. People in the fucking rural areas hate you know and the funny we thing just don't like each other. Right. And and you know, this is we're doing a lot uh, in a very little amount of time, but even so, like without having to kill each other, peop they those people already have an existence that works for them. You know, like they already have a life that they can go to that's away from us. If they just didn't have power, yeah, or, or we weren't like tied together. I mean, but they do have like all the power. They oh, yeah. hold all the levers. Oh yeah, you know, and we're just kind of sitting here like watching this stuff happen and being like, fuck, I can't do anything right like COVID is a real fucking thing that is like i do want to help people quite a bit and i feel a hundred percent hopeless yeah in this other than just throwing money at people right you know what i mean like right. yes obviously you know you can donate the gofundmes and and stuff like that and like kind of help but like again like i don't know maybe like a little piece of me thought that if a global pandemic happened, the government would at least be able to handle the first parts of it. And yeah, sure. Maybe shit goes off the tracks because it's untested, but man, you know, right. I mean, they, there was, there nothing. has to be people thinking about this and they were literally a plan. And they were like, Shh, don't tell anybody. We don't have enough masks. So people are going to run on masks. So yep. let's not let them know. But I, I think that that shit like that, I think that that also, COVID happening has turned a lot of people on to the idea that the government isn't protecting them or trying to help them either, that they have left us behind and they don't care about us. Yeah. And it's like, so we're going to have an election in November. And, you know, I think the best possible outcome is Joe Biden wins. And I also think that if Joe Biden wins, it's going to be the same ineptitude. And I think that people are going to be like, Oh, you know, it wasn't even like a uniquely Trump thing. Yeah. It was just the country because that's the problem with this, right? It's like, uh, this can all be blamed on Trump right now. Yeah. But I think this would have been happening under President Hillary Clinton too. I don't think that would have been much better. Well, know? I mean, they, they had means testing on like payouts and everything. Mm -hmm. They're already chiseling away at, w at what they're willing to do for us. Yeah. Ah, we can't help them too much. Yeah. What cities are you on? Your, John wants to know what cities are on our wish list to do shows. Miami, Tampa, Jacksonville are definitely on that list. Yeah, we got to go there. We Sorry for we that. We owe them. Everybody. Uh, uh, Toronto, Vancouver, British Columbia. Okay. It's like very high on my list. We can't leave right now, but we can't get our passports or well, anything. Well, they just want to know dream no, I know, things. I know. And my dream is... I mean, I think Vancouver is a big dream of mine. I think like I would love to do a live POD cast opening. Obviously, we love Chris James and Stefan Heck and fucking John Cullen and, and all those guys up there. So like, yeah, 
Vancouver, I think, is one of the big places. All right. And I'm trying to think of, I know we've been, I mean, obviously, like you're asking where I want to do shows. Uh, I would like to do shows in these places, but the places that I want to go and see is like North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, uh, fucking Nebraska. Like, I want to go to those places now. I want to like see them. Montana. I like want to see those places. Yeah. I would love to do a show in Missoula. Uh, I would love to make it work and figure it out. And and then one last place on my list, Salt Lake City. I would like to do a show in Salt Lake City. Well, that could be good. Yeah. Uh, mine, I, I kind of want to do another Midwest thing. We were talking about it for the uh, Democratic National Convention. I want to go to St. Louis again. That's really uh, one of my favorite cities uh, that we've been to. It's an interesting place. And uh, the City Museum is, is probably my favorite place in the United States. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, um, it's the most anarchist place. But also Kansas City. I would love to go back in a different venue with a different setup. I think we'd have a lot more people this time and uh, and less tables spreading everyone. Well, I guess if we did it now, they would be. But in the dreamland, uh, I'd love to do a proper venue in Kansas and get some more uh, fucking barbecue. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then Memphis as well. I would. W- I wanted to do Memphis. We were planning on doing Memphis as part of that tour and i think that's another city where if we get the chance i'm going to add it add an old add a whole extra day and i'm going to go to like the sun records sun recording and, and do all that it's not graceland i'm but gonna go to graceland <laughs> i'm gonna go look I'm at some of the guy. other stuff I apologize for that but yeah those are some of the plays i mean you know europe would be cool but not there yet very far away uh jacob wants to know when we aren't podcasting or on tour what are our favorite things to do to keep our mind sharp uh i mean i read books wow and but i don't really do that i, I like the game a little bit i'm a gamer okay sort of. I, game man you know i'll jump on the switch or you know I, i'm still playing the last of us too i haven't played for a while uh i don't know i like like gaming but truthfully, you're never, we're never really off. And, uh, you know, I'm on Twitter all the time. Yeah. I mean, that seems to be the time suck for me and, and what I do, you know? Um, yeah, I would say for myself, uh, I, I, like, it is a big issue because we, so much of our life is, on, or so much of our work is, is online. So it's hard to use social media or some of those things to get away. Uh, and I have a tendency, like one of my ways, if I'm in a bad mood, I'll just work extra hard. And just that way, no one can say I'm like fucking up, you know, because I'm just <laughs> working all the time and I can ignore shit. Um, and so really finding leisure has been a really big part of making sure that I'm okay and that I don't resent my family and, you know, for having to do their dishes and laundry and all of that. If I have my time, um, you know. And, yeah. and so I do games too. I'm a mobile gamer. I'm that old and I don't care. I've been playing Ma- uh, Magic the Gathering Puzzle Quest right now and it is so fucking addictive. Um, and I love the shit out of it. Uh, also been playing Mario Kart with our kid and Kirby All Stars. Uh, and then for myself, I've been playing the, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, which is my nerdy thing, nerdy type. It's, it's, it's more like work. You know, you're a teacher and you have a whole bunch of students and you have to do lesson plans and teach them how to be good warriors and shit. So, I mean, really something I do 
people are not going to expect this. I know, but I think it is. It, this is something that I'm. I have to come to terms with in myself. Really, when I'm not podcasting and I'm not writing or working on Street Fight or the POD cast or a mini series or something, I generally will either listen to music. Uh, I get very obsessed with certain things, you know, yeah. like you, you get into a thing and then I'd like go whole heavy into like this thing or a podcast, which I like lately. It's been a lot of wrestling podcasts because it's less depressing than the other yeah. stuff and clean. I like cleaning. I don't know why I like cleaning, but I like cleaning. All right. I like happen. doing the fucking dishes. I yeah. like fucking cleaning up the room. I like organizing everything. I like the house to look nice. I'm a cleaner guy. I don't know. I don't, I would never have admitted this in the past because it just seems like such a silly thing to say that you like. But I don't like actually like it, man. I like cleaning and moving things around and, you know, it's like I go in my studio at the house. You yeah. Know, and it's like, oh, hide some of the wires. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Everything off. I, I do the same actually. I stay up all night listening to music, like over and over again. I found my threshold is 750 songs. I did like I, I have Last FM and tracks my listening. I listen to Metallica like 750 times and Megadeth. I get burned up around 775. I thought they were gonna crush Metallica, and then they just like all this other stuff coming started coming in. So that's like my threshold. And I, I have like I do have a problem where I get way into stuff, consume it all, and then it's not exciting or new anymore. And like pro wrestling was like that, where it was a lot going on initially, and then it's just a slog to know everything. And then it's also not worth it to know everything anymore, yeah. you know? And so I've been into Formula One like crazy. I love the shit out of it. It takes three days. They do, they do practice on Friday. They do qualifying on Saturday and they race on Sunday and they only do like they're only going to do 20 races this year. So it, I think it's going to work because I right now am getting updates on all the builders and all the drivers and stuff. And once they're not racing, I can take a break and uh, catch up next spring. And I think it'll be good that I won't be able to burn myself out on Yeah, it. wrestling happens all year. There's exactly. no season. And you just kind of just always watching it. Right. Wrestling was a great time filler when I had Charlotte because I was a stay-at-home dad and I had – I had eight hours a day of just making sure a baby was uh, uh, fed and sleeping properly. Yeah. And I would be cleaning the house and we had a studio apartment. So I could just turn on wrestling in the background on the TV and walk around and clean the house and watch it. And now I've just went, like I said, Formula One, maximum two hours. They will yeah. just shut the race down so I can get it in. It fits in. It doesn't feel like a big uh, time commitment, which is where I have sometimes trouble like finding hobbies and stuff. Cause some of those video games too, they're like, it takes 60 hours to beat Breath of the Wild. And I'm like, ooh, I don't have that though. You know? Yeah. I could do one hour a week, but you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've always wondered how often you heard someone do that thick JFK Massachusetts accent when you bring up your last name, even though Quinby is obviously different. So he's asking me about vote Quinby. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. I hate it. Uh, when I was doing stand up, uh, I was doing some pretty edgy stuff, some pretty fucking heavy stuff. And uh, they would always say that before I went on stage. And then I had to bring the tone down in the room quite a few notches. Yeah. You know, and I, I just, it made me nuts. Also, I'm not the world's biggest Simpson guy. I mean, I did watch The Simpsons when they were on from five to six. On every the Tracy day. Allman show? 
No, when they were on from five to six. Yes. Every day and you get home from work and you didn't have like t- the internet and stuff. Yeah. And you would just sit on the couch and watch The Simpsons <laughs> or like yeah. do whatever. You'd watch two episodes of The Simpsons, maybe a couple episodes of Seinfeld and then the news comes on and then, you yeah. know, you're off to the primetime shows that you watch that night. Which channel do you watch? You know? Yeah. You know, Thursday night I watch NBC, but. You know, I watch ABC on Tuesday. Right. Lots to think about. So depressing. That period, you know? TV time? Yeah, just the time when you had a shows for every night of the week. Right, we had a block. You're like, fuck, this is so weak. Wednesdays, they're getting rid of the show. We have a gap. We have like a hour gap from like 9 to 10 where there's nothing to watch. And then you're just surfing and trying to find something yeah but yeah that was that's when you don't have like that's when you don't have any extra money like you're you if you leave the house it's going to cost money do you think that's when i lived like that do you think at all that like do you think there's i guess it would all have to be my guess is boomers yes are probably the only people left on the planet that have their television schedule mapped out every week right i can't imagine that any young people even know what we're talking about. Sure. Sure. Right? Yeah, I don't think so. Like that's why like, cable box is something like we're right on the line. There's a I've I've had uh somebody mentioned this week that uh their their partner couldn't give it up. Like that was just that was just one of their things idiot, where yeah. they were just like, No, Why I did like you it. give it up. Cable? Yeah. Uh man, I feel like when I lived probably Probably right before you met me, really. Uh, so you and Erica have never had cable. Me and Erica, yeah, that was yeah. I had it with my ex. That was the last time I had it. Uh, we got it shut off all the time, and then me and Erica, after we got together, she wasn't into it. She didn't give a shit about it. So I was like, I don't either. So <laughs> it's a it's a bill that like is always a pain in my ass. I'd rather just. Have, that's also when I was like, this car is a pain in my ass. So I'm just gonna get a bike. <laughs> like I just got rid of every pain in the ass thing in my life. That's interesting. I mean, I probably, uh, I'm trying, I cut the cord after I quit the job, right? Like about a year after I said, we don't need this at all. It's all out there. Yeah. We can figure this out, you know? And, uh, but damn, I think I ended, I don't have a, I'm really at a time in my life right now where I don't have shows really. And I, this is a fairly new you used to have shows. development. That's what I'm saying. I think the only show that I, I, I watch excitedly is Better Call Saul. The rest of them, you know what I usually think now? Eh, get two, three seasons in. I can, you know, right. really go off on it. And yeah. Watch. Yeah. That makes sense. All of it. But I just, I don't have anything that I'm like, Oh my God, I can't wait till this comes on. And I can like where I'm like, just eagerly awaiting when it shows up on, uh, you know, on demand. Yeah, I've fallen out of it too. I, I just don't like the style, and I don't like the characters. Yeah. I don't like the the prestige thing. Definitely became something, and I just don't want to invest the time. I, I don't. I, maybe I could, but I have no reason to do it. I don't think your wife is into that stuff though. Either she watches the some shows, stuff, but does she watch the prestige? Well, it's usually when I know she watches like the Good Wife and stuff like that. Homeland. She oh, she that. watched Homeland? She loved that one. Okay. Um, well, it's okay. I but mean, she watches those all when she's depressed, and she's actually been medicated for like the last six months. So I don't even I can't even think of the last time 
that I came in and like rolled my eyes because we're on like hour seven of some show. This my philosophy <laughs> has changed quite a bit in the past five, six years about, uh, you know, it was very important to me that my partner had a lot of the same taste as me. Okay. In my early adulthood, late teenage time that like, it was just kind of like, well, you know, if we can't watch the same TV shows and yeah, listen to the same music, like what, what are we really? Yeah. You know what I mean? What is this fucking relationship? Yeah. Which is an odd thing well, for me to look back on now and think about. It's like now my philosophy is like, obviously I want to like intersect with her yeah. on entertainment, you know, and we can watch these things together, right? Like we can watch, uh, we watch what we do in the shadows together. We yeah. watch better call Saul together, but like my wife is not going to watch Bosch. Right. And I'm not going to watch younger. So like, I don't feel weird about like not liking the new girl. Yeah. Yeah. Which by the way, I've gotten laughs out of the new girl. Don't oh. like, let anybody act like I'm a snob or anything. Uh, my wife watches the new girl, uh, all the way through and then starts parks and rec and watches that all the way through and then starts the new girl again and watches. She's just like on this. That's her syndicated TV. Wheel. She likes those. And she, I mean, she'll watch the office sometimes, but not very much. It's parks and rec and uh, the new girl just constantly. And like, I'll get laughs out of all of them. Yeah. Like they are funny people writing for those shows. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think that, I think yeah, there's a problem like, uh, like if you just are like, well, I like what I like and you would, you like what you like and let's just stay away. That's not, That's that not doesn't either. work. Yeah. yeah. But there is a moment where you have to be like, like I, I kind of had to rebel a little bit because I was just, and you know, I was fine with, but I was just watching stuff that I wouldn't pick all the time. And I was like, when do we get to do stuff I want to do? Like it made me feel yeah. more like, I, I mean, we have to like, I'm suffering a little bit. You know it. You know that I don't normally watch period fucking dramas. Uh, can you please watch like something else, you know, that I want to see? You know, can we watch this car movie? So we found it. We found a good, we found a good happy place though. And there's stuff that we get do together, you know, like I want to play all these crazy video games and they just love Mario Kart. So I stopped like trying to get them other stuff because it's just Mario Kart. That switches the Mario true. Kart machine. That's true. That's all. I just turned it on. I just got it for Gwen. Oh, really? Recently. Yeah. So she can play. It's good. Yeah, it is. It's a, a animal crossing Mario Kart machine. Yeah. Uh, we're going to answer uh, one more. We're, we're about three quarters of the way through and Brett's got some stuff. Well, we can save it for. We have to do a basement show. Okay, let's just do all Q and A for this. Okay, we're. I was gonna take a break. That's why I was doing it. But okay, we don't have to. We, we can, can still take a break. I don't care. You want to take a break right now? Sure. Okay. I'm gonna ask Josh's question. I will give my answer and then ask Brett when he gets back from getting water. Josh asks, "You have? Do you have any house plants? If so, what are they and what did you name them?" I have one plant. That is mine, personally. All the other ones are somebody else's. It was a Father's Day gift. I uh, had made a big deal out of wanting a corn plant, which is like a tree that doesn't really grow corn. But my wife said it was ugly, so I really wanted one. <laughs> and uh, I got one. I named it Terry, and I wrote Terry in the corn font with backwards R's on the uh, thing. And uh, 
I don't even take care of it. My wife takes care of it. I don't even water it or anything. But uh, it's uh, that's my plant. It's yeah. the only plant I have. Um, I have a few. I need to re-up. Uh, the thing about house plants is you lose a lot <laughs> over time. I haven't gone and looked. Uh, normally, when I go to the grocery store at Aldi, they would always have something for 4 to $5 that I would pick up. Um, but my favorites right now, I have a uh, a prayer plant that, like, at night, the leaves fold up and, like, go vertical, like praying hands, and then they mm. open up during the day. Oh, um, I have a few air plants that I like. Uh, the Zero Graphica is a fun air plant that's pretty easy to do, and they're pretty impressive uh, once they get rolling. Um, I have a few Christmas cactuses, and uh, we've got a full-blown garden in the back now, but I do like the decorative houseplant stuff. Orchids, I have an orchid for the first time that's been able to keep alive. I thought they were like the most challenging plant in the world. It required all this stuff. And they're actually not too not too challenging. Just takes a little extra time and attention. Nice thing about plants is you check in with them once a day and just see what's going on with them. Find out what they need. You don't have to deal with them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're not like a pet, and you don't get your hands all dirty. Like it's not the garden where you're you're like filthy, sweaty. It's the sun is out, and yeah, yeah. I had a garden for a little bit. I hated it. Never did it again. I like having the vegetables. Yeah, we've done the, like, oh, go fetch a cucumber from the garden. We've done that already. Tomatoes. Yeah. That's nice. That's actually nice. Okay, Curtis. uh, Here's your question. And uh, I don't know if you're going to get the best answer or whatever, but who's someone in the left pod scene that you hated at first, but they grew on you? Um, I have, like, a complicated sort of way of looking at online that I don't think it's like a a more nuanced way of looking at the internet. And, uh, I don't hate people if I haven't like met them. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I understand that people are only getting a piece of who any person is. And, uh, I just, I mean, there are people that, Maybe I've met that were people that like, I don't know, like there's just, there's people I've met that I didn't think I would ever talk to that I thought maybe were a little more standoffish and more, uh, uh, comedy focused and stuff. And probably I put in my mind that they wouldn't like me and I didn't meet them and I've met them. And, uh, I think they're sweet people that I really like, you know? Yeah. Uh, Jesse is a big one for me. Jesse Farrar. I didn't know him. I knew he was like a really funny guy. I listened to his podcast and I think it was very, I think it's like one of the funniest shows, but I was like sort of intimidated by him. And, uh, he's, he's a guy that like, uh, he's a, I, it's not that I didn't like him. It's that I was like intimidated by him. Yeah. And like, uh, when I met him, he turned out to be like a great guy. Uh, that's as close as it gets, dude. I mean, everybody I've met has been really kind to me. Yeah. I haven't met anybody that's been mean to me. And you're so excited to meet them too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's for sure. You get so excited to meet 
somebody that you've been reading their stuff all the time and by the time you get to meet them it's hard to dislike them yeah at that point i mean yeah i don't i don't i guess i don't i don't really hate anybody if i hate them then they're probably for good reason you know yeah um uh leslie uh is very to the point online and says things that sometimes make me like upset but that's my relationship to things. Yeah. And like you said, he's not, he's just saying what he thinks in, uh, you know, a very direct way. And, uh, getting to tour with him, uh, he, he was a lot of fun. He was a great guy. There wasn't like, there was no, there was no like shutting anybody down. It was all what you want, which is like just fun, spirited debate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Leslie's a good one because he, he does come off like a guy that, like when you hear him online, you're like, well, this guy is like opinionated. He just, and his opinions are all like not the same ones as mine, yeah. you know? And, and I'm, I'm very much the same. Yeah. I'm opinionated about things. And like, uh, I kind of believe that I'm going to say my opinion out loud and I don't care what you, what you think about it, but this is my opinion. He does the same. It's like, yeah. all right, well, you think that I don't think that at all. Yes. Yes. So yeah, that's the best we can really do. I mean, like I said, I never had a, I never thought that I didn't like these people, but there are people that I definitely think like, wow, we probably won't mix very well together. Sure. And then we meet and it's like, oh, this is great. You know, something that, I, I, you might even hear this on on a, a documentary later, but me and Brett both had a lot of fear about uh Hellfire tour because we didn't really know the Trillbillies. We'd met them once and, uh, you know, we hadn't done each other's show yet and uh, we barely had any familiarity with them and we were going to be spending 13 days with them in a van. And uh, that turned out great. It was awesome. Yeah, it was you know, definitely lifelong friends now. But we were freaked a little bit. Like, what if we don't like the Trillbillies, or yeah. what if the Sams are annoying? What if the first day, like something, they do something stupid, and we just, say, yeah, are annoyed the whole time? Yeah, but they're not. They're wonderful. Uh, Carter wants to know. I know Brian wants to move to LA, but curious what other parts of the country you guys have been to and thought seemed good enough to move to. I mean, L.A. is the only place I've thought, like, I would really like to live here. The other places, I'm like, I can visit this place every once in a while. Like, New York is a place that, like, I like going to. I don't want to, like, live there at all. I don't want to spend a lot of time there. I just want to go a few times a year and do my thing and go home. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I... I, I mean, I've lived in a couple different places, Um there's, I mean, I, I kind of have the wanderlust of, I, I kind of would like to live anywhere. Um, but I really do dig, I think, the Midwestern, bigger Midwestern cities a lot. Like Pittsburgh was a place where, oh, like, yeah. wouldn't it be fucking great to just scavenger through all of this? Like, just go through every nook and cranny and up and down those hills and, and see what, like, the whole thing is about. Milwaukee was the same way. Milwaukee is, that's actually the, probably place for me is milwaukee is the other place that i've always said like if it didn't get cold there that'd be a place to move denver but like everybody's doing that yeah. you know it's it's a little bit blown up at the moment but it's definitely they don't need i, I felt at home like that's a place where i felt at home when i was in denver just comfortable i wasn't the most wild person out on the streets yeah. you know you know seattle's kind of the same whenever we spend time in seattle i'm always like i really like it here it you is know? nice yeah uh, Seattle is fantastic. You're right. That's a good one too. It's beautiful. Uh, the weather's not terrible. 
Uh, uh, there's lots of interesting. They're great things. There's a there's a major league sports there. You know, it's, it's big. Got that wide open. It's this weird like thing that's a city that also feels like sort of wide open, like a city plopped in the middle of a wilderness. Yeah. I guess. So yeah, those are those. That's that's good answers, man. Those are those are all pretty good. Yeah, Milwaukee is a big one. I think people would be surprised about. I that place is incredible. David wants to know what our favorite bean is. Shit, coffee. Mine's coffee. The coffee bean. The humble coffee bean that makes beans. But also, uh, if I got to order like at Chipotle or which I haven't had in two years again. But uh, pinto. I like a pinto bean. I like to make pinto beans. I like to eat pinto beans. I like to turn pinto beans into uh, refried beans. Just a wonderful bean, the pinto. Oh, man, this is a tough choice. Um, I eat a lo- I do eat a lot of beans. Uh, pinto is one of my favorite flavors, too. And they you can do them a whole bunch of different ways. I like pinto beans on cornbread, one of my favorite dinners. Um, I might be in agreement. I, I like hummus. I eat a lot of hummus. Yeah. I do like everything bagel with hummus on top. Okay. Um, I like chickpeas and salads. Yeah. Um, but I don't. You're a chickpea guy. I love, chi- yeah, I like them from Indian places too. Yeah. So chickpeas and pinto. Pinto is like a top level bean. It's so it's good. It's not embarrassing for both of us to like pinto beans. Of course. They're both wonderful. They're just a wonderful bean. Right. You know, uh, Jonathan wants to know what our favorite video games are. Uh, ever? I'm, I'm going to answer this as ever, right? Um, I said this on Trevor, uh, Hegelbond show, no cartridge. My favorite video game in the history of video games out of all of them, my number one is Mike Tyson's punch out. <laughs> All right. That's like the best. I think really, truly, that's the best game ever made. Yeah. I think. Okay. You know? Um, I don't know if I... I can't think... Of, it seems challenging to come up with that answer. Yeah. Um, I just dabble in so many of them, and yeah. like, well, I, mean, I what, like a lot of them. What do you like? Like, what are some of the ones you had the best... I mean, The Last of Us, I really liked, and I, I got a lot out of playing that, and the Uncharted series... I got a lot out of playing those, and uh, you know, I grew up playing Mortal Kombat. So, you know. I mean, I gotta say, at the end of the day, um, you know, my dad got a Nintendo sixty four instead of a PlayStation, and I was pissed because I wanted the adult themed games and I wanted blood and guts and gore. Um, but I have to say that like Mario has made the biggest impact on my life, and every time one of those new Mario game comes out, I play it. And I beat it, and I'm just fucking amazed by it. Uh, Same here. And then you're like, damn, it's over, it's, and there's not going to be another Mario for a while. I have to wait time. for another console. Fucking five and years. Mario man. Kart is the other one, because uh, I played the Mario Kart mobile phone. I was obsessed with that for several months and did really well on it. And uh, what would happen is to do the sliding, you'd have to drag your finger back and forth and... It would, I would play so much, it would like rub the oil off of my finger. <laughs> so I would be in the bed. My wife would be trying to sleep and you'd hear, ee, 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 oh my ee, God. Ee, just my thumb squeaking as I'm like taking corn, snaking around corners and everything. Jesus. Yeah. And also, I've loved it since like, yeah, since Super Nintendo. I fucking loved it. Uh, it was the best when I played it back then. I've had so many amazing moments like, 
getting shroom chocolates for the first time and playing the rainbow road where like we were just kept playing it over and over again until like we all just like dropped our controllers and we're just <laughs> staring at it you know yeah talking I have, shit like, i i'm like really into this idea now i want them to reboot uh pitfall ah because i think it's like one of the mayan adventure is really is a pretty good game. Yeah. And the original Pitfall on Atari was my favorite Atari game. It was a great and one. And I just don't feel like there's enough adventures, adventures. out there. The 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 archaeologist like that's what Uncharted is. The archaeologist goes out and he climbs all over, you know, temples and stuff and right. solves puzzles. But like we only get to like have one of those. Right. You know? Yeah, they shouldn't even make the damn movies anymore at all. Don't make any. Indiana Jones ended, and they were like, "We're not we're just not going to make any more of these." You yeah, know? can't think of a single other one. Did you ever play Spelunky? Was that what it's called? No. You're like they have. It's a randomly created board every single time, and you're just thrown in the middle of it, and then you have to like solve the puzzle with like your partner and work together. It's pretty good. I okay. think it's called Spelunky. Spelunky, or is it Spelunk? Er. I mean, that would make sense, but I think it was, uh, maybe I'm thinking of something. Yeah, it's called Spelunky. Yeah, I haven't played that. I'll have to check into that. But yeah, yeah, it's 2D. It's more like Mario, but you have, there's snakes and torches and uh, the, like the the brown outfit, full brown outfit with a brown hat. Yeah. yeah. I always wanted to be brown outfit, brown hat, <laughs> yeah, like, right? swinging and stuff. Like yeah. Indiana Jones was like the most appealing Sure. Kind of thing Huge. to be when I was like a really little kid. Yeah. When, when I just, I didn't have a lot of cultural touchstones. I didn't know what jobs were or anything like that, but I would see him like. Yeah. Adventure scientist is a good choice. Oh my God. Like, can you imagine? Like, there can't, there's probably none of those in real Well, they're life. awful people. Really? Well, they're stealing, they're stealing like artifacts. Oh, good point. <laughs> good point. Colonialists. Yes. These guys. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. That's why it's great to have in a video game. It's great to have a fantasy. Can you go look at the stuff and not take it? Yeah. You could probably get a selfie with it. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I want to travel to the heart of like the rainforest or something and find a thing and be like, Click and take a picture with it and be like, look what I found. Yeah. You know, I know when I ask where it is, I'm like, oh, I have no I fucking idea. You. Yeah. Why would I tell you? You'll go and take it. <laughs> I'm trying to keep this, you know, above board here. Um, what are your ideas for means TV reality TV competitions? Mm. Uh, well, I want a show, right? This is what I, this is a dream show. This, I don't even know if this can happen. Two people. And, you know, you, you want to pick funny people, maybe comedians, people like me and Brett, uh, uh, different competitions that are types of work. So this is like kind of a dirty jobs slash like game show, reality competition. Got where it. Like, uh, we both get an interview at the same place and we sit down and we go through the job interview and we see who gets hired. Right. Okay. We both, uh, load trucks and whoever loads the truck the fastest or, or whatever they win the truck loading competition, okay. you know, uh, uh, salesmen, you know, two people do sales on, at different places at the same time and whoever sells the most 
wins. That's kind of a, uh, uh, you know, Donald Trump thing that was on The Apprentice. But like, I, I like that concept and I do like the idea of people competing at like everyday normal competitions, you know? Sure. Things people do at work, you know, maybe even like a show where, where like you have to go meet the metrics at a job, you know? <laughs> Yeah, just see what's required. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, The the packages. Yeah. If people saw what was required, they would be pretty shocked by it. But I think that would be a fun reality competition. You could probably find some like anarcho prim people and uh, get them all to try to start a commune. They've done that before. Yeah. Get a bunch of. When they put all those teenagers on an island. Yeah. Do you remember that? Teen Island. Teen Island. Yeah. Yeah. That was wild that they did um, that. And then it, the series weren't even good. Like, it didn't even do well. I mean, I don't know. I think that also, I think should be a leader. I think that means TV shouldn't, it doesn't always have to be political. They should be a leader in some sort of wipeout thing. Like, the floor is lava game was a great fucking idea. Whoever made up that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The floor is lava. I'm yeah. not watching that, though. I actually saw somebody say that, um, Saw somebody say that, like, uh, it was like a right wing meme that said the floor is Corona and was making fun of people for wearing masks. Yeah. At a place. It's like, fuck you. You know, I you mean, know what's you funny? Just, I think you like the idea of the floor is lava because you think you would be good at the floor is lava. No, I don't. I want to play. I just want to <laughs> have a shot. Can we you get know, you on something like that? You know what's funny? I was listening to One a Time Pod and they are, are big floor is lava fans and they said that. The production people behind the scenes said that the lava is like completely safe to touch and there's nothing about it that is like harmful. Yeah. But people's natural reaction is to start shrieking in terror like they're being burned or something. True, like true. it just isn't. They said we never told anybody to freak out. We never said to do that. And uh, everybody just naturally has that when they think they're falling into lava. Also, know? is there's like a cash prize. So when you fall into the lava, you lose money. That and burns. That burns. That stings. Yeah, that's a different kind of of burning that I don't like. Kid Island featured 40 children. It, it was called Kid Nation. Yes. Brett. Yes. It was one season, 13 episodes. The children in this show, the children try to create a functioning society in a town, including setting up a government system with minimal adult help and supervision. That's the thing. They didn't have the guts to do no adult help. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, you know, what people wanted to fucking figure out, you know, I'll bet those kids went home with a newfound appreciation for adults though. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it looks like they made some money and any kid could go home anytime they wanted. I think I'm going to have to watch this show. Okay. I want to watch kid Island or kid nation. Uh, Will Leslie Lee the third be a guest during the metal series? If he wants to do the metal series, we would totally love to have him. We know he loves Marilyn Manson. Yes. So we could probably get him to come on and talk Marilyn Manson. He loves the Deftones too. He does love the Deftones. He he loves Smashing Pumpkins, which is not metal, but we just know he's a huge Smashing Pumpkins. Fan. Yeah. We did drive him and Jack crazy on tour. Because we were listening to new metal yeah. most of the time. And Leslie, every time somebody goes on tour with us, you're, they're like, you know, you might think that the new metal thing with Brett and Brian is a bit that they do. But the truth is they like actually really listen to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's comforting. It's the easiest thing to put on when you're away from home. 
you know you put something on that you're super familiar with and you just let it play and it makes you feel like you're at home nothing feels more columbus ohio than new metal to me okay you know i mean it was so big in the midwest oh yeah anyway yeah, absolutely that brings us to the next question from nick what do you guys think of the new metal comeback that seems to be happening right now? There's tons of new new and great bands that sound fresh and are pushing the scene forward, yet are carrying on the sound of new metal perfectly. Uh, I have been getting into them. I agree. And uh, I think it's great. I like they're doing different stuff. They're not just doing new metal, but like that style of metal was fucking cool. And uh, it got a bad rap for a long period of time. But bands like Unity TX, uh, You Turn Me On to Omerta, yeah. is really good. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I like all of them. I also think that they're like a natural thing. It's a natural thing to that. Yeah. You know, like the rappers really like it. And that, I think, turned a bunch of people onto it that yeah. wouldn't normally listen to metal that now are making metal. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it, it was on the shelf long enough and people haven't heard it and they forgot how good it is. And we're at another perfect moment of, uh, I mean, you know, we're at another perfect moment of uncertainty, I think, where people just want something that's loud and mad and angry, you know, and yeah, frustrated. And yeah, yeah, I do think, because it's funny, New Metal's run is actually kind of funny, right? Because like the 90s, the late 90s, Things weren't that bad, really. I mean, at least we weren't aware of it, you know. But after 9-11, I think New Metal had about two, three years after 9-11 where it was, like, huge before people really started to turn on it. Yeah. And I think it really was, like, we were just fucking pissed about everything. And, we and you know, metal does not have to be a thing that can't be fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's what I think happens with metal. And I will have to cover this in the mini series is that when it goes and turns into party music or fun music, let's, let's say hair metal, new metal, uh, that kind of stuff. It then ends up people pull back on it later on and say, Oh, Hey, we never liked that shit. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, because. I think a lot of metal music, Marilyn Manson has a quote that I will never forget. And he said, if you see somebody playing guitar and smiling, you should smash their guitar. Like <laughs> they don't deserve to have a guitar. Right. And I do think that there is, that is a core sort of tenet of, you know, punk and metal and, 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 uh, the more aggressive styles of music is that it's not supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be silly or goofy. You know what I mean? And I think that, like, we've moved far enough away now from the original period that you could, you can do, like, really cool, serious stuff. You can also kind of fuck around a little bit, yeah. you know, with the genre, you know, make silly songs and shit. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I agree. I actually just listened to Straight Up today. Which is, uh, there's a band called Snot. They were going to be one of the biggest new metal bands, but their lead singer died at 27 and 19 or 30 in 1998 okay. before they could release their second album. Their first album is like, they were part of the scene uh -huh. with Corn, System of a Down, 
all those bands. Snot was like right there. They played Ozfest '98. They were like a real sort yeah. of thing, you know. And their lead singer dies. Uh, after he dies, the band takes all of the songs that they were working on and they get lead singers from different new metal bands. Like they got Fred Durst, they got Corey Taylor, they got Jonathan Davis, Serge Tankian. Wow. Uh, Mark McGrath. Uh, Brownies and Lemonade or whatever that. Album. Well, he was a new metal guy before yeah. Fly took off. He just had to go in a different direction. You know? Yeah. That had to be weird. You know, yeah, I mean, that is tough to do, but now he has a great hairline, so and he's on Access Hollywood, right? That's so that was the first time I saw that. I was like, weird choice, yeah, this is the guy. Like, how did this happen? Yeah, you know, last question from Jake. Oh, never mind, it's not a question, so uh, not a question, but can I get some positive vibes to influence my school board? They're deciding tomorrow if they're gonna make teachers and students go in person during a pandemic. Uh, hey. I hope they make the right choice. Um, uh, yeah, right now, I mean, we're, pre- we're going to do online only, I think is what we're going to do. And, uh, you have the choice. Yes. Okay. There, Columbus, Columbus is offering us, um, either she would go Monday, Tuesday or Thursday, Friday, and Wednesday is like a sanitation day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, other than that, they have an online academy is what they're calling it. And that's five days a week online and pretty easy to slot right into. That's a good, I mean, that's a good, you're making the right decision. Yeah. I mean, luckily I can, I, you know, but we have to figure out how to make it so that it's not just like a privileged place to be, which I don't think I'm not in control of. That's I can't thing, change that. Well, that's the thing I want to, I, I've been wanting to like address a little bit is that it is a really weird, we're at a really weird time now where people are being forced to go back to work. Yeah. And, uh, I just don't know how we figure out what to do with the kids. You know, yeah. For people that aren't like me, my kid's 15, you know, plus I don't have a real job. So even if she was, you know, 10, I could stay home with her. Uh, I don't, really know what the solution to this is i mean i know the 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 actual solution which is lock it down and cancel school uh or cancel school and you know make it so people can work from you know you you, the government could so we have to do it the right way we have to do the lockdown the right way like like you said earlier they uh just basically were like oh everybody else is locking down and it's like no they're not but that's not just what they're doing you have to do contact tracing. You have to do testing for everybody. Right. You know, I would like to see all isolate. the schools decide not to do it. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, um, the ones to the north of us in Worthington, um, they're basically like they're on the they're you know flashback to nine eleven. They're on a, a color coded system. So if, if it gets into the purple area, which is like level four means full-blown crisis mode, then they'll send them home. But level three, where we're at right now, means five days a week of school. They're going to spread this thing so far and wide. It's just... Or maybe, I'm sorry, two days a week. We're really setting us up. This is just... What a fucking terrifying world we live in. Yeah, it's so unfortunate. 26? Um, uh, Did I see some crazy number of evictions that are up in October? Uh, That's another one of the reasons that we're going to need those guns so that they don't take people's houses away. 
Yeah. And home. Yeah, I thought you were going to say because people are going to lose it. Because that's like the whole mean thing that people do. You know, they're like, we need guns because I have all these supplies. And if the shit goes down, I don't want to have to share them with people. No, no. I meant like just when the sheriff goes to show up, there's just a thousand people standing there saying you ain't taking this house. Yeah. I hope that happens, man. I really do. I, I, uh, I really worry about this. This this eviction stuff it's is getting, uh, it's, and they're, it's just going to keep getting worse. Like, what are those people supposed to do? And they're racking up debt. That's the thing, too. There's no suspension of the credit system or any of that. Like, if if we were to go say, let's say that tomorrow they decide to do a full lockdown for two months, contact tracing, isolation, we get it down to zero. If they started shit back up in October, they're, they're, we're going to have our credit scores are going to be fucked by it. You know, yeah. they're going to say that you didn't pay rent for six months. You owe $6,000 to this landlord and they're going to take you to court over it. Yeah. I you're think gonna have a, you have a lien on your fucking vehicles. That is the other difficult part of this is like, okay, so we're trying to get on the other end of this. Uh, we get on the other end of this. Like, what do we have left? Like what, what's left really of, of, whatever America is, you know what I mean? When you get on the other end of this and there's that many people that have been evicted and don't have anywhere to stay and don't have a job and don't have any money. Uh, all the businesses are fucking closed. Like, so, you know, businesses that couldn't weather the storm are gone. we got these boarded up fucking downtowns and, 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 you know, arts districts and shit like that. And, like, uh, people aren't able to eat and like, it's like, we really, I, we really gotta, uh, well, I don't know what we're coming back to, but we're supposed to be giving positive vibes. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. We failed. Let me give positive vibes. I think most school districts are making the right decision. My I daughter's school district is giving the choice. Uh, you really, I think the hope is that like s mass action can really this is a this is a, i guess this is a place where you might be able to influence the decisions i guess if you're going to a school board meeting yeah and if there's enough parents there and enough teachers there saying let's not do this i think they're more willing to change their mind because they live in the same neighborhood as you yeah than the federal government we're maybe. also i think by the time we get to schools opening i think things are going to be so bad that they're we're going to i think we're going to be in that purple area so i don't know if they're going to be even be able to allow to do it you know yeah i don't really know where we're currently at i know i'm hearing like really bad shit about florida and uh but you know, New York is saying they did whatever they had to do or whatever. And I don't know. I don't know when we're going to know the whole thing's over. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're just going to limp through this. We're going to watch other countries get to go back to normal and we're going to be stuck here and not able to leave. The, and just we're going to be the, we're, the borders. We're not allowed to have passports right now. That's not happening. We won't be able to leave. No other country is going to accept us. And no. Like that, and we're just going to be stuck in this fucking bucket full of crabs. Yep. Yeah. But the people are good here. And if things fall apart, there is, a, like you said, there was a thousands of people filling the streets for George Floyd and uh, there ain't enough of them, you know? Yeah. I think that 
They aren't the silent majority at all. No, they, that's they're, they're the thing very, we get into. They're, they're not silent, number one. They yell any chance that they possibly fucking can, and they're pretty easy to count. Yeah. You know, the majority of people... They've gamified things, yeah. yeah are somewhat on our side, you know. Yeah. They're the loud... They're not the silent majority. They like I like that they call themselves silent. Like those yeah, motherfuckers never shut up. They never stop. You know, this come from podcaster, but every time I'm around some silent majority ass motherfucker, they can't stop talking about their politics. Right. Me. Right. You know, it's all they fucking think about. All right. Well, that was a fun Q and A. I guess down. Or maybe if we read the questions first and didn't go straight down. They wouldn't end on a downer. But uh, if I wanted to, if I'm going to recap, new metal's good. Uh, I want to go camping. Mm-hmm. Remember that back at the beginning? Yes. When I was like, I'm, we're going camping. Yeah, air conditioner camping. Well, you don't have to throw in. And blow up mattress, air mattress camping. Well, you don't have to throw in. I'm just saying camping. Uh-huh. Oh. I don't, I'm going to say this right now so that you don't mess it up later. Once I go camping, don't throw in all the other stuff when I get back. Okay. And say, oh, I just went camping. You don't have to be like with an air conditioner. Got it. And all that stuff. You right. can just be like, damn, dude, you're like an anarcho primitive this. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a camper. Yeah, it seems like and it. then when you, want you to go be. camping, when you go camping, I'll be like, he camped, slept in his car. I'm a vanner, dude. I know. Van life. Oh my God, dude. Uh, I want I want an RV so bad. It's now turned into my new boat. I wanted a boat really bad. Now I want a camper. And I even, you know how I found out how much this air conditioner and all this stuff costs? I went online thinking like, how much could it possibly cost to get one of them teardrop trailer camp? You know what I'm talking about? Those really small, they're like shaped kind of like a teardrop campers that then you can open up and you uh, got like a pop-up camper it's not a pop-up necessarily you've seen it i'm gonna i'm gonna get you a picture of a teardrop camper so you can know i looked it up and i was like how much could that possibly cost yeah you know what am i looking at like five thousand dollars like i mean i don't have that right now but like i a goal. feel like $5,000 is within grasp Something. if i really decided i wanted one you could finance it Probably, but, uh, but, uh, I looked it up and they're like $17,000. Wow. So like, uh, here, I'll show you one. Yeah. I'm looking for, I'm looking for like a used pop-up, but I'm going to get a hell of a deal. Oh yeah. That's tight. Yeah. That, that teardrop shape of you drag it. I want, I, I do want to camp, dude. I want to travel to like North Dakota and just fucking hang what are you around gonna eat? in the woods i'm gonna make a fire i'll fucking i'll bring a steak i'll uh make uh vegetables you know i'll do like a little vegetable thing you can make anything at a campsite that you can make at home anything i'll bring a fucking nice healthy amount of mellows which i just bought two more boxes of today Horrible. cheaper i found them cheaper wow so that was why i bought two this time because i was like shit don't let the deal pass yeah so i'd probably bring a lot of mellows i'd have to keep them they'd have to take up a lot of uh prime uh cold space oh refrigerator space really yeah you you don't want them melting it would just be like 
Katie and, and Gwen would be like, uh, we can't fit any more food in here because of all the caramellos. And I'd be like, fuck, I don't know what to do, man. Yeah, caramellos food. <laughs> Still edible. <laughs> How about you just all my real estate goes to the caramello? Right. You guys work yourself out. But yeah, I do. I want to camp. So okay. that's, that's another thing. And then uh, I think that's it. I think we did it. I think it was fun. That's uh, the show. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can find more of what we do on Patreon. You can support the show on Patreon. Uh, you can find videos, zines, and other things on Patreon. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday with hopefully a live stream with the internet fixed. Uh, find us. We're Street Fight Radio. Peace. Thank you.